0: All right, howdy, howdy. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. And before we get started, I would just like to say you'll never walk alone, ladies and gentlemen. We're back at top of the table. Thank yes.
1: goodness. 97% of the people listening have no <laughs> idea what that means. Um <laughs> dude, I'm fired up, man. We we are at the, we just got the the last rankings last night. Yes. Oh, by the way, hey Roy May. Gig him, howdy. Howdy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so uh just got the the last rankings before the conference championships. You know, before the final weekend, really. So right, the next to last rankings. Um, both of us watch Premier League today because it's you know, and oh yeah, if, if you don't watch Premier League, um, I'll tell you that the games come hot and fast in in December. It's oh. it's about a, a thirty to forty day window where you just play a ton of matches.
0: Yeah, I think they said over the next 17 days, there's going to be 40 matches, which is just absolutely insane to me.
1: Which, But, but it's so great. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's enjoyable to watch uh, for Premier League fans. So we got a ton of matches coming up. Um, you know, the rankings just came out. We've got football that, once again, is relevant to us this weekend. I know. Um, Crazy. Last weekend's football. There were some weird uh, results, but... I, the only thing I care about is that Army beat navy. Yeah. Um so I you know, the, the unc Miami score was insane. Oh it's, yeah. Like, Miami forgot that they had a football game. I
0: forgot they must have forgot they had a shot at a outside shot at a New Year's six bowl. What yeah. were they thinking?
1: Yeah, that was flat footing. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, um, very much so. But uh yeah, you know, we got a lot to talk about. We're heading into a conference championship weekend. It's very busy. Uh, we get to play on the on the same weekend even though we're not obviously in a conference championship game but we have a chance to kind of put our final stamp on our regular season uh and not that it's depending on the talking head the pundit the writer it may or may not do anything sure. but uh but but we do have a chance to really go against a bad Tennessee team
0: which to, they are
1: uh, they are uh even Tennessee fans would tell you they are but we we have their opportunity to really put one last stamp on this season and for all of the Jimbo doesn't do style points narrative I think this might be one where he maybe looks at a couple extra points here or leaving the starters well I don't against Tennessee I don't think you need to leave the starters in longer to prove a point and score so
0: what I would like to see out of this game and you know probably not a whole lot of discussion that needs to happen about Tennessee this week But, I mean, it's pretty straightforward what A&M's goal is. You just simply have to go and win the game. Comfortably. Comfortably. And that would be ideal. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Convincingly. Convincingly, as as Dan (laughs) Orlowski always loves to say. But, I mean, I think it's safe to say for Texas A&M, the goal this week is to win and to show on Championship Weekend, yay, we get to play a game on Championship Weekend. Granted, it's not in Atlanta like we would like it to be.
1: But given how this season is completely weird, the fact that we do have an opportunity to put literally the final bow on the gift, you know, and, right. and just so it's what you want to see is a wire to wire kind of thing um, outside of like a fluke player, fluke penalty. You know, it's gonna be you want to be wire to wire. You don't want to win by three touchdowns or more. None of that backdoor cover stuff. No, um, in the fourth quarter. And this is one where I'm, I'm, and I get it. Like you don't want to leave your starters in too long because. Again, risk of injury, you still have a lot to play for, and you still have a lot that may, you know, depending on how, how the chips fall, like we have a ton to play for. That's very true. I,
0: I look at this game, and I think the Texas A&M football seriously needs to take a very South Carolina approach to this game. And as in... Fire, we,
1: fire, fire no, oh, no, no, different. Okay, no, sorry. yeah, <laughs> different, <laughs> different uh, approach. Okay, my bad. But, but you, you
0: go in with the thought process that we are going to play a complete game we are going to limit our mistakes, go out there and just show what we are, which is we are the superior team on the road. Granted, I get it. Tennessee is not top-notch competition, and they looked good against Vanderbilt, but virtually anybody at this stage of the year better look good against Vanderbilt.
1: Well, and you say the South Carolina approach. You know what I want to see? I want to see the fourth quarter of Auburn for four quarters. That would be excellent. Because you got to realize Auburn was giving up about 162, like 160, 162 a game on the ground. We ran for 313. And in the fourth quarter, we decided that we were just going to win the game, and they weren't like they weren't going to score. No. So it, we all saw it. We all watched it. Uh, I, I, again, a lot of big time fans don't look at stats, but the, the stats that came out of the fourth quarter and really that entire game were Stag- phenomenal. They were staggering. So the South Carolina approach is great. I want to see the fourth quarter of Auburn for four quarters. If we do that, even without trying, we'll make it an incredibly lopsided kind of win. Like, dude, if Tennessee scores seven or ten, but you get fifty. It doesn't matter. I, it won't matter. I mean you're that's that's yeah, that's a convincing win. Yeah, but right?
0: you give us you know, give me the offensive performance of South Carolina, the defensive performance of LSU, and just the overall fourth quarter presence that we had against Auburn in a game. And I think that just for the sake of what the committee is probably looking for on this last week in which we know more than anything, they absolutely suffer from recency bias. It is important for Texas A&M to go out there and show that we belong there. Well, no, no, none of this sneak in and you know win it the last second crap.
1: Well, and I think you took the South Carolina and the LSU, uh, you know, kind of the offense defense side of the ball. Sure. If you put that together, I think. Yeah, because that's where I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I think that literally is the fourth quarter of the Auburn game. It is, and so so a lot of you can and, and that was just one of the most dominant four quarters, uh, any quarter of football I've seen in a long time. But when you talk about you know, coffee is for closures, the fourth quarter is when you shut teams down. So what I would like to see is I want to see that quarter for four quarters against Tennessee, who is nowhere near the talent that Auburn is. No, absolutely I, not. I mean, I get it. Uh, the Auburn fan base is really weird and fickle, so they canned Malzahn. And yeah, Guess Malzahn going to make a lot of money for a lot of years coaching football because he's really good at it. Uh, Auburn, it, if, if you're an Auburn person, you're just you're sick of losing to Bama, right? You're just done with it.
0: Well, and I I was I've been listening to a, um, a podcast recently. Um, well, hopefully cap- not ours. It's terrible. No, no, ours is just
1: yeah, ours is oh, it's terrible. But
0: there, there's a guy he uh, <laughs> he runs two four seven. Um, He does this show called The Late Kick, and he was talking about Auburn. And obviously we're not going to get too deep into Auburn football here. But one of the things they said that I found was really interesting was Auburn, pound for pound, is the most difficult coaching job in the nation. And the reason why is because not only are you having to play Alabama every year, but from a recruiting standpoint, you're having to deal with Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Texas A&M, who are four of the consistently high-recruiting teams and the fact is, those four teams are going to be eight are going to be four of your eight SEC games every single year. Well, and
1: to an extent, if you're dealing with Georgia, you're also dealing with Florida as long as they're playing well with Mullen. And which right. I think, again, I think Mullen at Florida is is a great fit. Um, I don't know that he'll ever get over the hump and win a national championship, but that is a legitimate recruiting threat. Sure, especially in the Sunshine State, which holy crap, you know, Florida produces so many recruits, right? So yeah. many top level recruits. So. It's Auburn, man. You want to talk about a rock and a hard place? Yeah. It's it's being the head coach of uh, of Auburn, no doubt. But um, well, but but again, like, like we said, right? Auburn's talent, even as difficult as you know things have been, apparently to the boosters at Auburn to sure. fire Malzahn, <laughs> right? Um, he clearly has has the talent. There's no doubt. You know, he about can that. he can recruit. You can recruit at Auburn, and oh, by the way, Malzahn. I feel like he's won some pretty important games.
0: I mean, he has beaten top-level Alabama teams. He's beaten Georgia teams. He was a part of that whole. You're talking, t- no, I mean that whole 2013 where he just felt like every bounce went their way. Yeah, but
1: you're talking about the last two Auburn coaches have been fired, and they won national championships at Auburn. Well,
0: one did. Uh, M- Malzahn never did. Or
1: excuse me, but uh, again, like they, they were in the game in, though, in contention. Like they, they made uh, it
0: there. It's insane. So. Yeah. I,
1: I don't know, man. There's I, a
0: level of expectation at Auburn football that, frankly, is weird. it is a little high. Just and that's not, not to say that they're not a good program because they are. But you look at who are your recruiting rivals are and who you're you, consistently below. I I,
1: I think it's fair to say that the level of expectation at Auburn I'm completely fine with. Sure. Except for while Saban is at at Alabama.
0: Yeah, you're just not going to get over. If that.
1: Saban's not at Alabama, no, I, I I don't think he gets fired. I, don't think, I just uh, you know so so I understand because no matter how good or how well you do, you know, 90 miles from you is the the perennial. I, just example of what you want a program to be. So there's a ton of pressure from the old, old, old donors sure. that just can't stomach losing to Alabama. It doesn't matter if Nick Saban's their coach or not. They just, losing to Alabama isn't going to work. And what's crazy is Malzahn's beating Alabama more than any other SEC coach.
0: He has. And, and I mean, in key situations, they just found ways to do it. So it's just, it's weird and they kind of have that weird vibe with Alabama, but they just aren't on that same level. But you know
1: what's great? Kevin Steele, man. Yeah. Huge fan of that hire. And I'm not an Auburn fan, so if you're an Auburn fan, you should be concerned that I'm a huge fan of that hire. <laughs> yeah. He was like 9-36, and 36, his only stint as a head coach. Thank you. Please, absolutely. Give him... The wheel, all the money, please. So, um, so I did. I, yeah, again, we're not going to talk a lot about Tennessee. No, I, mean, I, I expect I expect a, a dominant performance. Um, I would love to see a blow the doors off performance. Of course, if this game is close, then not, none of anything we talk about is going to matter, anyways.
0: So I do. I did want to kind of jump into what happened last night. So we wanted to intentionally delay this podcast this week and uh, kind of get an idea of what the playoff rankings were going to look like. Um, Going into the final week. No, I thought we were talking
1: about my Freebirds order from last night. Oh, how'd yeah, that go for that was you? A, that was a thing. I love Freebirds. Was it good? What'd you order? Uh, always a Monster on Cayenne. Seasoned Chicken. And then basically everything that they have. All okay. of it. Plus queso. Load it. Yeah. Load her down. So,
0: uh, safe to say, going into this uh, last playoff ranking, you know, we I had...
1: Don't, I don't think there were any surprises, though. There were a couple to me. Well, I mean, uh, I'm talking to like the top five.
0: Well no well, down top five uh, not that not so much there. But there were there were a couple things that struck me that I think just kind of really told you what the committee's thinking. Can I take
1: a guess at the first one? Alright, what's your first one? Florida only dropping a spot.
0: Well, yeah, no doubt. I mean the <laughs> fact of, okay, so so let me go ahead and throw my shoe at this. Um Florida
1: <laughs> Well, you better read be twenty yards away because it was impressive.
0: Hey, he was telling the line. Um Florida. Good Lord Almighty. You played a terrible, no good, very bad LSU football team that Alabama ran out of the building in the first quarter and you lost to them in the fog on a 57-yard field goal because your dumbass player felt the need to chunk a shoe 20 yards in. Well, here's
1: my thing. I want to separate these two incidents. The throwing of a shoe makes you no longer a member of a team. It makes you a football player... And with no regard as a teammate, no. so that was one of the most selfish, stupid things I've seen uh, ever. And we all saw the memes where like you know, the the shoe said the playoff playoff chances, yeah, right? And, you know. and, and he literally threw it down the field. At the same time, kicking a fifty-seven-yard field goal in that condition is was stupid. Would have been good for like sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's it, you know it's weird how. How things happen in sports, you know, right? The right. greatest stories come from sports, and this is a, another. Ver- I mean, if you're an LSU fan, it's a great version. Good, good buddy, my old Tomb Guard buddy of mine, um, a big LSU fan, and we were kind of laughing about it the days before. And he was sure. like, "I hope, I, I hope we just forfeit the game," because he knew what was coming. But, but that's why we watch the game. This and, is why and, you play, it. and that's why we play the game. Right. Let's take that statement. We're going to put on the back burner. We're going to come back to why we play the game. Right, but it, it you know. That LSU kicker doesn't kick a 57 yard field goal if Moron from Florida doesn't pull a cleat off and throw it down the field. Because if he has it, it's just it's how sports goes. It is. If everything had been right and he had a 57 yard field goal, you know, to, to pull it, just it wouldn't have gone in. It just wouldn't have happened. It's, you know, it's, but, this literally boiled down to karma. It, it, it was absolute karma. I don't, in that I, I don't believe a, like in karma as a whole, but sure, man, sports karma is, is no, real. And it's, it, it, yeah. So I, <laughs> and honestly, and then your kicker had a chance and had a you know slightly, a, a slightly closer chance, yeah slightly closer chance. Had yeah, a better but, chance, he blew it. But I mean, let's be honest. You could see from the cameras. I mean, could he even see the field goal post? Well, I mean, you know the, the
0: crazy part. I mean, just absolutely wild game. And even had Florida win won that game. You know the national pundits, I mean, they have been on A&M's ass basically since coming back from quarantine. Well, A&M has to win convincingly. This was not going to be a convincing win late in the
1: game for Florida anyway. Right, but it would have been a win, and what it would have done is kept Florida above Iowa was, State. which that, I want. That would have been the only thing.
0: And I want to get into that now, later. Now, the separation
1: yeah. between us and Florida would have become even a greater chasm. Right. And it, probably it's still at co- six. it probably pushed us closer to Ohio State, because despite the garbage loss, not a garbage loss, the loss to a garbage team, right. a really gar- garbage program, not that the LSU program is garbage, but right now, it's Bro, bad. there are some flames that are in a dumpster. Currently, they're being contained, but it's it's not good. No. And it doesn't have a, a lot to do with football, to be honest. Yeah. But what you have was, uh, it, all they had to do was beat LSU. And I get it, it wouldn't have been convincing, but their record would have tied into our strength of record. So, at, at the end of it, I'm just more pissed at Florida than anything. In fact, I'm really just pissed at the defensive back. Right, true.
0: And I think you look at... Well, one thing I will say, you mentioned strength of record. And it was interesting to me when the metrics came back out about that again because they always like to show those in the show. Yeah, but they
1: don't ever talk about ours. They just show it and then they move on.
0: Well, they showed ours. Exactly. They don't like to talk about it because, God, it would they only do, make they, too
1: much sense. They don't even address it is no. what's, what's upsetting. is they put up that metric, and we've all seen it, where it's like... Third and ninth on like strength schedule and like uh, adjusted strength of schedule, all this other crap. Right, and all four teams above us have lower numbers in all the categories or higher numbers depending on how you look at it. Sure, and but they're just like, yeah, check it out, awesome. So let's talk about Cincinnati. You're like, what the right? Well, well, it's because
0: I don't think that there's a legitimate. Like bias at ESPN, honestly, against a And M, so much as it is pro the fact that you look at the four teams that are at the top. Of it's the pro Big right Ten now. and is pro Ohio State. Well, it's pro Big Ten, pro Ohio State, but it's also pro money. I think one thing that really does make a big difference for the playoff committee, and they may not ever say it. And this may just be me, no, me they, talking about my ass. If they ever
1: say it, then shit goes down.
0: But there, I think there's a very real, very real concern that when it comes down to playoff ranking and honestly the teams that are there at the top it literally comes down to who is going to net the networks more money as far as a matchup let's face it right. would you rather watch texas would you rather watch alabama play texas a&m again or watch alabama play ohio state or even better here's the other thought process let's say clemson loses that Notre Dame game but clemson only falls one spot how much do you want to bet ESPN is 100 behind having another Alabama Clemson rematch.
1: Well, but here's the problem, and and they have really kind of put themselves in this situation, which I think is a right situation. Clemson will have two losses at that point, and there 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 comes a point where you can again, assuming we take care of business, assuming and we don't need like a last second field goal to beat Tennessee. No, we beat them. Um, I just beat them by 14, and you're yeah. good because you have one loss. Clemson lost twice to the same team. At no point does anybody want to see Clemson again, because here's the catch. Clemson lost without Sunshine, and then they lost with With Sunshine. Sunshine. Right. On a neutral field. What's the point at that point? You know, there's there's no reason. There wouldn't be. So, Ohio State is in, barring any sort of Northwestern... Miracle, which, which know, won't put Northwestern in. Th- no, it won't put
0: Northwestern yeah. in because they're all the way at fourteen. There's just no way they're going to jump that. But anybody.
1: Ohio State, and this is one thing I want to kind of talk about tonight. So let's, I'll just I'll just pop into jump, it. Jump on. And, and again, well, let's go back to that why we play the games, right? right? Ohio State is fantastic at dropping a game they never should. It reminds me of, of like when the Sips and OU are just overpowering the Big Twelve, right? And they have one. Like, one Saturday, we like, like, a what? Kansas State oh, or right. uh, whoever. A, like, if the Sips had been in contention for the title this year, realistically, N- not, I need Iowa State to get COVID contention, but had cemented themselves right. in the playoff, you still would have looked back at that Texas Tech game and, and said, man, it took a lot for you to beat Texas Tech. And Texas Tech is bad. Oh, they they went bye-bye to bad in, like, game four. If they were game bad. Three. So, you didn't get a chance to
0: play Kansas. Yeah. Granted, I understand
1: Kansas is awful. Well, which is crazy. I I feel like they would have wanted to play that game. You would think. Yeah, well, you know, cowards going to be cowards. But here's, okay, So, but let's go back to it. So it's why you play the games. And you know, Ohio wow. State loves to drop a game they shouldn't. Or play, like, a... a, a Two and six or two and seven, crappy Big Ten team, and it come down to literally a last, like the two minute drill, kind of score touchdown to eke a game out. And then we go into the convincing thing. So, but Ohio State's going to be there. I'm just upset that they're not playing all the games, which is why I think, is why I'm trying to, trying to tie this in. Right. Because Ohio State loves to look really crappy, you know, late in the year. And then you combine that with the fact that, uh, I, I saw an Indiana game where they just showed everybody how to beat Ohio State and it's right. just make their quarterback be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, look, I don't think Northwestern – well, honestly, Notre Dame-Clemson, I think to an extent, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I think that because we're talking about you know the Clemson blowout or the Notre Dame win, sure. I think Northwestern – has a much better chance of beating Ohio State than Clemson does beating Notre Dame by sixty. Well,
0: and I think the reason why I stand behind that is I think Northwestern is such an overlooked program. Well, Pat Fitzgerald, bro, that's right. why I stand by it. Right, <laughs> and, and and the thing is, you look at Ohio State. We mentioned, you know, you mentioned, the you know, they're prone to that blowout loss. Let's go back a few years when they missed the playoff thanks to a big big loss to Purdue in the regular season. That absolutely ruined them for the playoff. We cannot make assumptions about the season. I get it. They've only played five games, which is going to be Who knows what what would happen. Who knows what happened? And, yes, I get it. It's significantly less than R9. It's significantly less than Alabama's 10, soon to be 11. It's significantly less games played. So it's not a fair assessment to say, hey, we can assume they were going to win the rest of their games because you have to play them.
1: Well then, let's sit here, and, and I th- I thought uh, this has been one of my favorite talking points. Is there's there's a bit, and I again I've said this a million times. I get it, life ain't fair, right? But and let's just say for 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 this talking point, right. that you're going to put the Big Ten and the SEC on the same plane as far as uh, Ten, you know right. how tough the games are and just the physical brutal nature of the football game. Sure. You played almost, like, you almost played 50% of the games the other ones did. So the wear and tear in the program, the conditioning, all this other crap, that like you haven't had to go through a full season. So you're going to play a half season and get to play for it all when, and not, I mean, not saying it was your fault necessarily, but you can't sit there and say, whoa, but it's not their fault, so they should get in. But they didn't play the games. And there does come a wear and tear factor, and we all see it in every conference, every year, by like Game 8 or Game 9, Game right. 10. And even the crappy non-conference games, you get injuries and guys getting nicked and, and up. You're, and you're tired. And they just haven't had to do it. yeah. So they have all of this garbage energy, almost lost to Indiana. I'm telling you right now, I I, I can never root for Notre Dame anyways. So no. I will be the biggest Northwestern fan on Saturday. Same here. Yep. And, and, and if it takes Ohio State... A last-minute touchdown to beat Northwestern—that's a win, man. That is, that a huge is an win. absolute win because Notre Dame, Clemson—the only way that it's 100 positive for us if Notre Dame wins by more than a touchdown—and
0: uh, and that's just it. I think that was something I had to consider in regards to Notre Dame and Clemson. I think a Notre Dame win is not enough. I think it has to be, It'll be like seven. It's it's got to be a, it's got to be that, and I think not just seven. I think it needs to be seven and, like, Clemson had to score late to make it get
1: to seven. No, nah, well, I mean, or it's seven and Notre Dame was had the time to kneel on the ball and run the drive out. Right. It didn't score. But, but it it's, was, it's, again, optics in the eye test. Right. But what I'm looking at is Notre Dame, as long as they can win by seven or more, and I don't care if, you know, Clemson scores and Notre Dame has five minutes left and they just choose to chew clock and end the game. Yeah. That's a convincing win as well. Yes. And, I, again, convincing, and I get that, but it is. So Clemson, basically at that point they were down fourteen, came back to seven, and you were able as a team to chew the clock up that's and, and win the game. Because I think that's just as uh, as convincing uh, as anything else. And and I get the argument that well Clemson's backup quarterback threw for five hundred some odd yards or a million, but you know what? Right. It's because he had to. Yeah, it's a shootout. You have and to it's throw a the shoot, ball. Like, yeah, you're not. <laughs> some dude's not going to run for five hundred yards in a game. So, no. um, so again. Uh, so, I, I don't know. You, you want to talk about where we're going to go next? Well, I wanted to touch on a couple other surprises in the
0: rankings. Okay. Right. Well, then let's get to that. So, something I found really interesting, uh, Cincinnati fell several spots. Again, like, they're, they were all the way down to nine. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that they have, they have been playing. And again, I know they missed out this past week, but the fact they got hurt and the rest of us really didn't
1: as far as not playing games, I thought was kind of wild. Well, and that's the interesting thing, and I I think, and again, because of COVID, we have a lot of games that haven't occurred, so there are, maybe there's more time to look at the games that have played for the committee, right? and and again, I really hope that they're doing their due diligence, and I I try to be optimistic in that they are, and it seems like they are when you drop Cincinnati, and whether that, look, if you're a Cincinnati Bearcat fan, I'm sorry, but if you actually look at the games, and you look at who they're playing, and then you look at who they played and how they are. The reality is, you're like, man, playing or not, maybe they just had an extra week to look at their resume and actually watch games. What? I, and I'm not saying Cincinnati's bad at, at all, but... I don't think they're better they're than just Florida not, or Georgia. They're Yeah, they're just not... A, a, it's, it's just a different caliber. You can win a lot of games, but when you start thinking about head-to-head matchups with programs that recruit the way that the Power Five recruit. You, you, there's just there's no way that you can jump them just because their record's better. It's like UCF, you know, right. they claimed themselves national championships and they played nobody.
0: I mean, yeah, granted, you got the best of an Auburn team that pretty much phoned it in in the playoff afterward. Well, in the in the New York Six Bowl.
1: Well, and if you anything, if you want to talk to a fan base that is finally starting to possibly realize things like that, talk to the Sips and have them revisit how happy they were beating Georgia. Yeah. I mean, clearly cause... they phoned it in and, and it, and it sucks. And I, and I wish teams wouldn't do it. And we all wish that, you know, they would go through the bowl game, but the further we get through this and the more we start to realize that these players, you know, need some support and they, and they need, you know, to have their own interests, you know, just as important as these, as these uh, as universities, it, it's okay that you have some players opting out. I get it. Like it's, uh, and I've seen it. Like, what, are you going to play in the cheese it Bowl to tear your ACL? So right. I well, get it.
0: Well, no, and I totally get it. And I think part of part of what would honestly help that, you know, we've it's been a topic of discussion, especially this year, with everything going on, and I'm sure it's been talked to for death for virtually many people. But I believe that an expanded playoff is not the worst idea. Strictly from the idea, you know, if you want to expand it to eight, and see what happens. I think that has some intriguing merit. Especially when you look at a situation like you have this season. Or let's say... Let's go down the line. Let's go you know, a couple years here in the future. And we're sitting and we have four teams.
1: Five teams.
0: All Power Five champions are undefeated. Who gets left out?
1: There in it lies the problem. Well, see, and, and you said, let's go down the road. And I started to think, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think... And, and again... Yeah, nobody cares what I think necessarily, but I think I make good points. Sure, I think an eight. You and I are on the same page. Eight teams, so that includes all five yes. Power Five conference champions. Exactly. Doesn't matter if you suck, you get in. Uh, where you where you rank? W- yeah, like just because you're Power Five doesn't mean you'll be one of the top five. No, you'll probably be eight if you're yeah, like Yeah, like, if you're USC or Iowa State. Right. Yeah. If let's let me, let's just take like let's just take this season as an example. Or oh, it would be Oklahoma because if Iowa State won, they'd be. You know, five, six, seven. Yeah. But, but the reality is, you take the Power Five champions. Right. You have three at largest. So then we don't have to talk about this whole coastal or Cincinnati thing. No. Now I get that no matter how much you expand, you'll always the ninth team will will we'll complain.
0: complain, and then the seventeenth team will
1: complain. Right. But right. I th- but I think eight works, and this is where you and I are on the exact same page. First round on campus, you earn the revenue. Amen. And that's the way,
0: honestly, it should be. I think the uh, the prospect of playing a postseason game on campus is just the coolest thing to me.
1: Well, I mean, and, 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 you know, the, the March Madness has expanded a jillion times. Sure. I think the play-in games, what is it, like 64 through 68 or wherever it is? Yeah. I think those should be on campus. I think that would be on campus. Why it, not? It, Dude, organizing a basketball game is way easier than organizing a football game. And you know the kids would love that.
0: I mean, you know, I think... One thing that I will give a lot of credit... I mean, Let's just take this year as an example, the games that we currently have. So, let's just go ahead and say Notre Dame and include them as an ACC team, because they are this
1: year. They, well, look, they are, by all rules. It's, it's not like the Big right. Ten where they tried to sneak shit around. No. We all knew that Notre Dame was going to play football in the ACC this year. Right. And I had no problem with that. No. None.
0: So, let's just say everything holds true. And let's say Notre Dame's number two ranking is valid. So... As you go on and the results happen as they should based on the rankings, that the higher-ranked teams should beat them, beat the lower-ranked, you would have a number one Alabama, number
1: two Notre Dame,
0: number oh, three— Hold no, on, no,
1: no. Give me the matchups.
0: 1-8. Well, right now, uh, all of a sudden, 1-8 becomes Alabama-Cincinnati.
1: First Why one. not? Alabama high flying Right. And, and Cincinnati will—I won't say they have a puncher's chance, but they won't stop throwing punches until, like— right. Rocky throws the towel in. Right, and then your second round you would have Notre Dame
0: up against uh, Georgia, which we. I called. would
1: love to see that game. Now that Georgia's figured out that they had a quarterback.
0: Right. Okay, and let's say Florida falls out, so you'd have a number seven Iowa State playing Ohio State because I think Ohio State moves up.
1: Wait, wait, wait. who plays Ohio State? Uh, it would be Iowa State.
0: So cyclone, so Cyclones Buckeyes.
1: See, my question is maybe Georgia gets bumped because Florida only loses by, you know, six points to Bama. So let's see, yeah. But whatever. Florida or Georgia, I would love to see that against Notre Dame. Against Notre Dame. All right, right, so Iowa State against
0: Ohio State in this situation. Sure. Why not? And then that leaves your four and your five being Texas A&M and Clemson. Which we've already seen. That could be an interesting game. It has been.
1: No, uh, w- no, we haven't seen it without Clemson having literally an all-world, all NFL defensive line. True. Which they don't have anymore. Which they don't have anymore. Well, so we, we kind of do.
0: We kind of <laughs> do, and I think especially if let's say Clemson loses that game and jumps them at the four, so we would host a playoff.
1: Host Clemson at Kyle at Kyle
0: Field in yeah. the postseason. So that's just based on the rankings as it would stand today. And that would allow... Well, it, well, I say that, but at well, the, the same let's time... Well, let's we,
1: say OU and we, Iowa State are interchangeable. Well, well they, I'm telling we you, left
0: a team out that we needed to consider.
1: Mm, Coastal. No. <laughs>
0: USC, because of the power five. So, okay. But they're 13th. Okay, so... So, I would say you put USC at eight. Cincinnati at seven.
1: So, Bama, USC... Bama, USC. I don't care what the line is, I'm taking Bama. Well, I would take Bama too, but still. No, it could be, I'm telling you, like in a playoff game, 28 yeah. and a half, I'll take Bama.
0: Yeah, and I and I completely agree. But at that point, that gives you your conference champ in the game. And once again, I think that makes, one, it makes the conference championship matter. Right. Which, nowadays, it feels like it doesn't necessarily help you or so much hurt you. I mean, for example, a few years ago, let's just look at that uh, 2017 situation with Auburn. Who had beaten Georgia and Alabama in consecutive weeks, who were both number one at the time? They go into the SEC championship and lose to Georgia and fall out. And had they not played that championship game, they would have had rightfully so, so been in the playoffs.
1: So here's my question, and and, the, and this kind of alludes back to March Madness. So the playoff, the you know the play-in games aren't for the 16 seed, right? You know, they're they're for they're for actually a higher seed than the 16. The play-in games well, are...
0: Well, they would technically be the 16th. They would earn the 16th seed. But what I'm
1: saying is... Right. So, you have P5 and G5, right? That's 10. Right. All right. So, now what you have is 10 slots with two play-in games. Eight. I, oh. don't, I don't hate that. Uh, why would you? I don't hate that at all. Why, Gosh, why would you? I, I mean, mean you know, if the, you're the, if you're, the, you're in the top 12... What you're concerned about is... Getting into the NFL playoffs, right? Because again, it's it's all money. It always has been. So then the question is, do you do the play-in? It, then it's not a G five play-in. It's a ranking play-in. It would be a ranking Notre play-in. Dame might have to go to Coastal Carolina to play in. I mean, one how year. fun would that be? I mean, could
0: you imagine like a Coastal Carolina who in any other year would never host Notre Dame in a football game?
1: Right. Yeah. But but what I'm saying, just in general, like yeah. any year, like you have. A UCF that loves to claim you know, fake national championships and, and say that everybody was scared to play them, even though they didn't play anybody, and they played a crap-ass Auburn team in the bowl, so they claimed national championship. Like, okay, well, how about this? How about we play when something's on the line? Because outside of the college football playoff, the rest of the games, and I get the New Year Six and the importance. And those are fun, but but, but they you don't gotta, matter. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, players, if if they mattered, no one would opt out.
0: And say if, if they mattered, Texas would have actually gained something from that Sugar Bowl win, and they didn't, Georgia,
1: which they didn't. And so so the New Year Six is great. I, I think they've been kind of bastardized by the, the college football playoff. Oh no doubt. And so what you do is you set again, and when you have these playing games. On campus, so I—I I, I, I mean, there there are a ton of logistics that go into this. Do you stay at a twelve-game season? Do you? I mean, do, and, as, you, and
0: I've do, seen arguments. Do drop you not to give 10? it?
1: Do you not give it? Well, I'm okay with the like. I'm okay. Why with give 10. it? Why give it an extra week heading into the conference championship? Why? Right. Like, no more. you've either played this person or you haven't, but you had a week to prepare for every other opponent, so. Why give them two weeks? Right. I, I will never... It's not a Super Bowl. You don't need two weeks to prepare for a conference championship. Do the film. Play the game. Yeah. And win or don't. Well, so well, so if you... Honestly, so if you take that week out, mm-hmm. then that week's the play-in game. Right. Right?
0: Well, and the thing is, I you look at the play-in game as just a, as an idea. Which goes back to the topic that we started this whole thing with, which is why we play the game. I think it's important... To play the games,
1: exactly. and, and you know you got to earn your way in there. Earn your way in there. Well, and if the games matter, you won't see the opting. I, look, and again, I don't mind somebody opting out, so they don't play in the you know Alamo Bowl. I, I get it. Like if you're if you're looking at a, the first or second round kind of pick for yourself, and, and as much as fans want want to think. These players love their university, but they love their career more, they're, and and then that's right. okay.
0: No, it's absolutely, it's absolutely okay. Far. Yep.
1: Like if they, if they, man, the dudes that love a And M are awesome, but when they're like, look, I love a And M, but. but I've got <laughs> to, I've got to go start preparing for the draft. It's not just to turn your back on the team thing. It's a look. I, you know, the liability of getting injured in a meaningless bowl game. Yeah, these kids are getting smarter because we're giving them more power. Well, and and, and all I think is, that's important.
0: Well, yeah, and all it is is honestly, you look at bowls at this point, and the fact that they had gotten so so big is just literally it's turned into a bragging rights. Hey, I won my game. It's you wa- didn't.
1: It's wagging money. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, it's I, I love money. these sets. where like. They've won their last six bowl games. I'm like, dude,
0: Who gives a crap? Dude,
1: four of them were the Sun Bowl. I'm like, we're What about to say,
0: you? you, Congratulations, Texas A&M. You, know, you played in the Gator Bowl. You have played in the Texas Bowl. You played in yeah. the Music City Bowl. You know, and Belt Bowl. Whatever. You know, These are all games that, yes, they get played. But at the end of the day, they just simply do not matter.
1: Well, well, and <laughs> this is why they matter. Because of revenue. It has right. nothing to do about the players as... Very little to do with the schools, it, it, other than their one, you know, one or two commercials, and you know, in timeouts, and yeah. and just a, and it's extra money. And it, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Like swag for the players is cool. Well, oh, it is cool. They, even it, if you it, didn't have a great season, you, you get to go somewhere, you get to play one well, more game. Well, I mean, you, you look swag. at a lot of these
0: kids. They get to you know go play the Boca Raton Bowl, They get to go out to Hawaii. You know, places they've never been. Well, even and that's even
1: cool. even bowl games that we think like just by. Uh, Sponsor or lame? Some of those swag bags and stuff they get it. It's really cool. It's, it's really, really awesome. Cool.
0: And the activities are fun. But
1: the reality is, especially in this year. But hopefully, this year can be. You know, let's look at why we're doing this. Let's make the bowl games mean more. And I know I get well, there were forty three bowls at one point, and so I get that. I understand the revenue stream of it. I I, I really do. I I get that money will drive this machine for as long as the players have the little power that they do. Right. So the opting out of bowl games to prepare for the draft and things like that, are it's something that so many just, uh, I say fans because it's short for fanatics. Right. Complete freak wagons that are so upset that a person who has in their pinky, more athletic ability than you have ever had in your life. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're mad that they're not going to play for your school. And, but I get it. I really do get it. And, and I think it's important that we understand that there are, these are business decisions for them. They are. Well, I went to A&M. I got my degree. I love A&M. I play for them. Well, you, did, you, you didn't. You were, did You weren't on the team. <laughs> you went to A&M and you were on the academic team. And yep. you went to go get a degree to go things in life, mm-hmm. Go do things in life that had nothing to do with football, unless you're like a sports management or whatever. But even then, hey, that's me. <laughs> you, but you didn't put your butt on the line. No, I didn't. Six days a week, right? In an incredibly physical sport that no. we are still evaluating and reevaluating as a society relative to its long-term effects on the body, right? And like, how? I mean, let's be honest. Did you did your knees really give out having to walk to blocker three times a week? A zero so time. get over yourself. I right. mean, look. I mean, the middle depression of going to blocker. I get. It. No, we but, get it now. It's, yeah.
0: And that that hill afterwards is just not fun. No,
1: just looking at blocker is depressing. Yeah. But um. But at the same time, you know, schedule everything in the basement of blocker. So on rainy days, you have a day off. Yes. Um. But but back back to our point. <laughs> but but yeah. it's it's I understand if they don't want to play in like the. The Pool and Weed Eater Bowl, I do, I, I really do. If they have the prospect to truly go high in the draft, or even my well, go. If, Look, if you're getting drafted, you're getting paid, right? right? It, it means that an like NFL scouts who are better than NCAA recruiting scouts, right?
0: Well, and, and I understand. And the thing is, I, I hate the argument that that the guys will make, such as like hey, I hope people are paying attention that he opted out of the game so he's not a team player. He doesn't support his teammates. That's why he left. And the thing is, I don't care for that because, like I said, college is, for most athletes that want to get to that next level, it is a stepping stone. Yes, c- yes, a lot of these students, they will come back. They will contribute to their school. You look at it like a Von Miller type, right? Von Miller loved Texas A&M. He has done nothing but support A&M on the back end. And that's fantastic, and we absolutely love the he- fact that he did that. But that's not to say that another athlete that went to school here who left early with the intention of going to the NFL, he's in any worse of a position because he's doing it strictly because A&M is a stepping stone to okay, get to that next spot.
1: couple things. Yeah. One, I think as we become a bigger program, you see a lot more. Well, I, you know what? Not a bigger program. A bigger program because of the coaching and the sports staff. You will see more... Former players just root and recruit and yes. love AM, okay? I, and m okay? It's
0: kind of a, and I hate, I hate to use this as an example, but kind of a Miami U situation. You look at a lot of those players, and they absolutely went back to the U.
1: Oh, I, I dude, I heard something on, uh, oh gosh, ESPN Radio or some crap yesterday right. the day before. No, 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 excuse me. It was Sunday morning. Right. That's when I catch my ESPN Radio because I was going to drill. Yeah. And Keyshawn Johnson was advocating for USC to be in the playoffs. Well, no shit. Keyshawn played at USC. Big deal. So, right. But, 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 but again, Keyshawn is on television. He's on national television right. as a as a football kind of talking head. Right. And uh, Vaughn Miller really was the dude. And. Bro, chickens are dope, man. That chickens uh, and, are dope. Uh, they are. I had eggs and chicken fajita meat for breakfast this morning. That was one of my favorite shirts yeah. that ever came out. I mean, chickens are dope. Absolutely. I <laughs> love that shirt. <laughs> but but what Vaughn did for A&M, we really hadn't seen before. Because uh, I think of the very few great players that we've had, like great, great players in the NFL. Uh, so you had Ray Childress. Uh, we every Aggie knew he was an Aggie, but everybody else was like, "Man, whatever." Right. Um, yeah, uh, Dante Hall slash. Right. He was uh, very he was, good. He was pretty good about. Oh, no, he was the greatest returner. No, ever. no doubt. But he was pretty good about talking about A and M. Von Miller was one of the, what? if not the first that I can remember, first NFL player with a lot of spotlight because he ended up being a you know not only was Super he good here, but he was just yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That dude lives, eats, and breathes Texas A and M, and that almost opened the door to where you see even Miles Garrett has—he's bigger about you know promoting Texas A and M from time to time. Right. And what you need is a program, is proof of the afterlife. You know, like when you're done with college. You can play pro ball, be really successful, and still love A&M. And still love your school. So, right. so it's it's these little things bit by bit that we start to see. Mike Evans is a wonderful proponent of Texas A&M. Sure. Um, and not to mention an all-pro for every year. Yes. Uh, so it, when you build a good program, and then it, if you have to hire a new coach, it is what it is, but you're starting to build a great culture at that great pro or good program, that's when you start to see the, the dominoes fall. Right. Yeah, it, dude. If you're Dion Sanders, how easy it is is it to to recruit? I mean, right. You know, so it's
0: well, you're you're an established player at that next level. It's real easy to say, hey, I did real well, but you know what got me there?
1: You just got to let everybody know where it came from. You got to let them know where it came. From. And so, and and not that they, uh, and not to knock on their coaches from when they were here, but, no. But what they're seeing is one a more inviting culture here at A and M in the locker room and and you know which it the has, field right. house. right and, and two success. Which we are starting to see. It's a it's a building process. It is. This year, like I, I get people want to not twenty twenty, well, in general, I get it. But yeah, yeah, it's, you know, these results and these games and blah 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 and the conference schedules and so there's a lot of things that you can pick apart relative to college football in twenty twenty. But what you can't pick apart is the fact that we've taken care of business outside of the Bama game. Right. And we lost by four touchdowns at Bama. And I get that. We get, get it. That. They, were, they yeah. were the best and, team in the nation and, and, for good reason. And Bama's average margin of victory is 32 point something points. I looked right. at it earlier. So I, I guess we were under the bar. But the reality is, is we are building something that nobody wants to hear about. The SIPs sure as hell don't want to hear about it. And you're seeing it on Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're seeing it everywhere. Oh, you is just trying to deal with it um, because they're not quite as close. LSU has their own fires to put out, so you haven't seen a whole lot of LSU people address what we're building this year because LSU has completely fallen apart.
0: Regionally, it's safe to say that Texas A&M has, I mean, there's a great article about it on ESPN. I know we don't give ESPN a lot of kudos, a lot of credit, but there was a great article that said, regardless of what happens in the playoff this year, Texas A&M has set themselves up for long-term success. Right. We're building something special. <laughs> and we're seeing
1: it. And, and it, it kind of reminds me, as an Astros fan, uh, when we hired uh, the dudes that got canned, unfortunately, right. for yeah. cheating. But what they didn't cheat in was building the farm system. Yes. And, and I remember there were years ago, uh, you know, they had a picture of George Springer on the cover of, I think it was like SI, like... Could the Strohs be the team to, to beat in 2000-whatever? Yeah, yeah, the year they did it. And it had nothing to do with the talent that was currently on the field. It had to do with the talent that they were building and this farm system in baseball. Right. And let's be honest, college football is a farm system for – the NFL, for the NFL, but within your own program, no, no, your no. ability to recruit and also, uh, you know, maintain those recruits. You know, you, again, in today's world of, of the transfer portal and the opt outs and all this stuff, which again, I'm a huge fan of putting power in the players' hands, right? Um, because you'll see, I'm a firm believer. You'll, and we saw it a little bit an influx of bad decisions, and then an influx of wait and see, you know, decisions, and I think what we're starting to see is it even out. There are kids bolting from programs that either it's in their best interest or it's in the program's best interest or, and they understand and, that. And I'm
0: not going to criticize a kid. Maybe it's just something that's, you know, something that they have been told. There is, are some, or and, whatever. There,
1: and there are some decisions in life that these 18, 19, 20-year-olds are making. That's none of your damn business. It's true. So, but, but we've given them the power to make the decisions that are best for their life and, and their career. And... And who are we to say that some of these kids aren't bolting for academic reasons as well? Look, I can play really well, but I need something a little bit more academically. And, and I get it. People will slough off of that, and they'll, you know, they'll slag that off as, as some sort of garbage. Yeah, like they care about academics. If they didn't care about academics, you wouldn't see these kids graduating in three and a half years and playing, like, basically a, finding a grad program so they can continue to play. Right. Like, you don't... You don't I mean, did you get your degree in three and a half years? Did you get it in four? So, again, <laughs> uh, and by the way, did you do it while being a scholarship athlete? Well,
0: and having to travel and all that other craziness that you just have to do. I, I just, yeah, I mean, you You
1: look, having right. to be at the chicken at 830 every night for three hours... Right. ...is a little bit different than them actually having to be at practice... Right. You know, ...for three hours. So, just... Right.
0: And, and that's the whole deal. I mean, I look at Texas A&M and just kind of have the program as it stands... And, you know, I think regardless of what happens this weekend, and we know there are going to be a number of different results, a number of different ways this whole thing can play out. I just think it is so stinking cool that Texas A&M is now sitting here going into the final week in prime position to potentially take a playoff spot. And that is a cool spot to be in.
1: Well, I just think it's hilarious because I- – and I, all the arguments about Ohio State and whether we're four or five, yeah, you know, this that we're losing LSU, a jillion different talking points. When's the last week you can remember us not being a part of the national conversation? Conversation. Yeah, no. This well,
0: as much as they don't want to mention us in the conversation, we are in it. They have
1: to, yeah. and unless you're Art Briles, any publicity is good publicity,
0: right? And and, and the thing is, you look at the playoff rankings, you look at the strength of schedule, you look at all the
1: factors. The adjusted. The adjusted whatever. And even that adjusted garbage metric didn't go the way they wanted. No. It's hilarious. They just won't address their own metric.
0: They can't address the metric because, frankly, Texas A&M does not fit the mold of what they want. You look at the established teams, and you look at the playoff as it has stood up to this point. You look at the teams that have made it. Um and yeah and, and, and you know I've been down that list but you look at it's Alabama Georgia LSU have all made it at this point Ohio State, Ohio State uh, Oklahoma Notre, Oklahoma Notre Dame it's the blue blood right. programs right well, well yeah only two non blue bloods have made have made it you know which two those are I guess you Auburn Auburn didn't, has never made it you've had two teams that have made the playoffs. playoff oh, that, yeah right. there were two teams that have made the playoff that were not quote unquote blue bloods one was that when your Washington did it. Oh, yeah. And then there was that one year that Michigan State
1: did it. Oh, that's right. I
0: I completely forgot about Michigan State. State making it, you know. But the thing is, in general, when it comes to the playoff, the teams that you expect to be there right, right there. now are Clemson's, Alabama's, Ohio State's, Notre Dame's. Yeah, Notre Dame's. You know, and and you could even throw the Georgias and the Floridas in there. You can or hell, and I hate to use the word, but if Texas was at that point, you could throw Texas in there well the problem is
1: is Texas is no longer a blue blood um and they're, they're there's still, arguments to say they never were well they never were but despite they're just not and so you have OU which is the blue blood because right. big a big 12 I mean how many big 12 championships does OU have to win before they realize that conference is doo-doo
0: oh I mean they, they I mean I have a very strong mm-hmm. feeling they're going to win
1: another one Saturday as, well, as, much, as much as I like Iowa, Iowa State Oklahoma's been there. And, and, that would be the, uh, and that would be the perfect example of the Big 12 was the fact that they would somehow accidentally knock out Iowa State.
0: Right. It's pretty wild how that would play out. So my point being, you know, you look at these blue blood programs, they're the ones that really drive that revenue stream that you expect out of what the playoff is looking for. And I think that that right there is just the biggest argument against A&M, more so than our record.
1: Well, I... I... Again, I understand the blue blood, uh, like kind of airing on the side of the blue bloods, but I, I can also see the other side of it. So we we look at blue bloods, and let's go back to maybe talking about the expanded playoff. So the Pac-12's got to go, right? Right. Who, who is your blue blood out of the Pac-12? Well, I mean, you'd have to say either You're I would one, say USC. One. USC. USC. Right. Right. What's the last? When's the last time USC really was relevant?
0: Uh, Two thousand five, six. Okay, 2006.
1: exactly. Was the last time Oregon was relevant? Uh, Twenty fourteen. Right. So, or, so wouldn't Oregon, in theory, be more of a blue blood because they've continuously put up good, good seasons? They've had no sort of. Weird, sark after dark, coach firing, anything of that. USC hasn't been a great program, but Oregon has relative to conquer. Oregon, I would say, is the most relevant program in the Pac-12.
0: They are not a blue blood.
1: I think they're a blue blood because Nike has the money to make them a blue blood. And again, if it's all about money, and we know that Nike and Oregon are just attached to the hip, when USC doesn't play well, they don't get any love from the Pac-12. Nobody, in fact, when USC and UCLA play poorly in a season, they they are meant to be a punchline and a talking point of how mo oh, how the mighty have fallen. And but then everybody loves Oregon, flashy uniforms. They played well, sure. You know, national championship um, contention, and, right? Well, you're if, if you're there. in the game, you're in contention. Yeah, yeah you're in contention. So, but when yeah, again? The last time USC did that, they. You know, they tackled Vince Young and his knee was down, but it wasn't, and then he scored. So that was literally like the Reggie Bush days.
0: Right. So you, the Pac-12, unfortunately, just, I say unfortunately. They just but, don't have a them, blue blood anymore. They really don't. And you've got the classic, you know, these, say like, we build champions or whatever. And that's great.
1: How but, long is it taking you to build one? Good Lord, I can put a house up
0: in nine months. Right. You know, it's just like these guys over here in, in the Pac-12, there's just a reason, like I said, they're not that program and they just never and they won't be for a long time simply because of where the recruits are going
1: well and and then i I think an important thing uh, to to mention on this and again because money right money 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 Um, money everybody talks about the pac-12 after dark bro nobody cares nobody east of el paso cares about the pac-12 after dark so they need to start playing 7 a.m local time like local time games or nobody's gonna care yeah, and and that's what nobody seems to understand. And I am as diehard of a fo- college football fan as you will ever find, and I just don't care about what happens in the Pac-12 unless. Right. It's an undefeated match. Like, it has to be something worth watching as opposed to a game that's on.
0: Right. You're not going to catch me watching, you know, you're not going to catch me watching the territorial bowl between Arizona and Arizona State. You're not going to catch me watching the Battle of L.A. unless it just happens to be on at the bar. Well, you know? yeah.
1: And like, if USC and, and UW are playing and they're both undefeated, I'm going to watch it. Sure. If USC and UW are playing, they're both one-loss teams, but it's 10-30 when they're kicking off. Right. Like, Bro, I would rather watch reruns of South Park.
0: Right. Well, and the only other thing I think you can throw in there was if you go back, you know, when you had game day in Pullman, Washington, and you had Mike Leach, and they took down USC, and it was a whole big hoopla. But those are absolutely unicorns on the West Coast versus what you get on a weekly basis
1: I, in this part I of the country. I believe the phrase is, days gone by. Right. Yeah, just the, the Pac-12 has, has situated themselves, and this year it was, and again... I don't blame anybody uh, for for what's happened with COVID. There, there's no blame to play. It's just, I mean, we this is COVID. It's know? COVID. Sucks. You know, if, if you just decide you want to play the games, Texas and Kansas. If you decided right. you just didn't want to play the games because your little boo boo looked about football because you suck. Right. You know, if. if don't no want no to risk that loss. You, right. Well, you have the hand you were dealt, you know. And, right. and, and then you combine that, especially California, Northern California with the the fires. It, it, there were things that were completely right. out of your control, everyone else's control, so you played what you could. So I totally understand that. But it's the problem is it's not this year. It's the last five years. Nobody gives a shit about the Pac-12. No,
0: Pac-12, just football is not there. And it has not been there for a while.
1: And what's crazy is... The Pac-12 and the Big Ten may as well be the same conference because nobody gives a shit about the Big Ten. Or, the, excuse me, the Big 12.
0: Well, yeah, the Big 12. And I think you look at the Big 12, and it's just wild because it's it literally is the OU conference.
1: If you don't go undefeated in the Big 12, you might be on the outside looking in. Like, you could literally lose one game. If you're OU, you beat the Sips, you drop a game that you're not supposed to because OU loves to do that. Right. And you go back and beat the Sips again in the conference championship. You may not make the playoffs and you're a one-loss team.
0: Well, and you may not make the playoffs and it all depends on how the other games played out. And that's just it. You have dominant pro you have dominant conferences right now, really two conferences that are doing or that are kind of pulling the weight. And well, that I is agree. the SEC, well, when we, well, SEC and ACC.
1: But more, Big Ten gets more, the blue blood love, though.
0: Well, and they'll get the blue blood love and football the way it was supposed to be played and fight songs and tradition, and which, I mean, that's exactly what the Big slowly Ten is. It's
1: learning with the eights. Yeah, that, that's all the Big Ten is. Well,
0: that's all the Big Ten is. And the thing is, the ACC is like <laughs> a step down, honestly, from the SEC as far as... You know, what they bring to the table. You don't have as many flashy programs. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, one of your flashy programs is kind of in the dirt right now. Um, you know, Florida State, not well. Not I'll, their I'll way.
1: say this about the ACC, though. Right. Um, just name brand wise, because we all, I mean, if you're old enough, you kind of revert back to the old school, you know, sure. the Big East and all that stuff. You know, Miami's still a name.
0: They are, They a name. really
1: are. And had they not gotten absolutely napalmed by UNC, yeah, you know, they're they're in the mix at least for a big bowl game. Uh, you know, North Carolina we all remember because of basketball. We're like, yeah, sure, it's UNC baby. Um, go for it, right? Yeah. And, and Mac Brown has got that. You know he's got that program at, at least Moving. on the right trajectory. that He does. Right. Uh, so the ACC, it was weird this year because you had some programs that are normally decent. Kind of suck, right? I mean, you like, had Clemson
0: that was good, but Virginia Tech wasn't v- great. VT
1: Tech is one of those pesky programs. that wasn't pesky this year, right? Syracuse sucked, but they were pesky enough, and that's kind of their job. Like Pitt, win, yeah. win, win four or five games, but piss but, off the good guys. You know,
0: Pitt, Boston College. It just, you just felt like there were so many teams that just didn't. Wake for us. I mean, they just weren't there.
1: Well, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna close all my points tonight with this, right? Um, the the accusation. From outside of the important conferences, so you can you know the Big Ten, the ACC, and the SEC are the important conferences. All right. So the accusations from those other conferences, um, man, they're just so top heavy. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I I well look, I'll just I'll just put them on blast. I've never heard anybody from the Pac-12 talk about anything being top heavy. No. So the Big Twelve and all you little minions that suck. And just aren't good at football and have terrible programs currently. I want to start talking about the other conferences being top-heavy. You guys aren't even top-heavy this year.
0: No, You You have ISU
1: and OU playing in a conference championship that may as well be played at 9 in the morning because nobody gives a shit.
0: Right. It's it's not a money-revenue game. It's certainly not relevant for a playoff position.
1: Iowa State would have to beat OU by 90.
0: And even then...
1: They still needs some help ahead of him. You would
0: still need some help, and see, that's the problem. Iowa State or Oklahoma will probably win that game close. And you're going to be sitting here, still on the outside looking in, getting ready to host hey, an SEC team or somebody in the Cotton Bowl.
1: And OU is a number 10 team in the country. Right. Because they're OU. That's the only reason they're up there. So it's, it's, it's laughable at the top, heavy crap. So, I, again... Hey, no, nobody, nobody knows where the chips are going to fall because nobody knows what happens on Saturday. But Saturday is why we play the damn games. Right. And I, I'm a huge Pat Fitzgerald fan. Have been since I watched him play because right. I'm old and I remember him playing. Right. Um, would there be any greater thing on the planet? than Northwestern beating the Buckeyes.
0: I'd be down with that. I think anybody in Maroon would be down with I think with that. literally
1: everyone on the planet that doesn't live in Columbus would be down with Northwestern beating Ohio State. So, let me ask you this. So, you know, let's just
0: go ahead and say, and I know it's not a talking point I would like to end on, but I'm
1: going to go ahead and talk about it anyway. Let's do like the what if.
0: I say, here's my what if. My what if for you, if Texas A&M does not win. Oh, no, no, A&M wins, but they <laughs> don't oh, No, 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 no. no. Time ice? out, time out. Time out. If Texas A&M does not make the playoff. We're still sitting outside at number five for okay.
1: whatever reason. Where do you want to play and who do you want to play against? I want to play the Orange Bowl and I don't care who we play. I would love to play Miami, but honestly, if we play in the Orange Bowl, first of all, the Cotton Bowl is overplayed. And the problem is if we beat an Iowa State, nobody's going to care. No. That may be the least watched New Year's Six ever. We go to the Orange Bowl and play Miami or North Carolina. Matt North Carolina. Brown, Carolina. Sure. you know, old, old Texas coach playing against AM has got some run. Us playing the Orange Bowl gets some run. Uh, if OU beats Iowa State and we end up in the Cotton Bowl against OU, I mean, we've we've been we've been, I mean, <laughs> we've been there. <laughs> it just and that's the thing. I, I look. It, I grew up where the Cotton Bowl was. The thing, man, you win the Southwest Conference to go to the Cotton Bowl and then let the chips fall where they may. Right. This is one of those things where give me the Orange Bowl and I don't care who we play. I really don't. And if and if Notre Dame beats Clemson, but somehow we don't get in, give me Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. All day.
0: I want that. And I'll tell you, there's one game I really do want if I can get. And I, I agree with you on Orange Bowl. Give me Cincinnati or Coastal. And let us just beat the absolute hell out of them.
1: See, that's the catch. You know, those programs, we saw it like, remember the Boise State OU? Sure, and that can happen. Right, but, so you don't want it to happen. Again, I'm, I'm thinking don't. long-term term trajectory. Let's play a program that's not going to throw out gimmicks, they're just going to come play football. Because Coastal and Cincinnati will have to throw out every gimmick in the book to win. And sometimes all of those gimmicks can end up in two really successful plays, and you end up losing a game. I want to play somebody who's going to line up, play football, and I would, I, if again, if we're not in the playoff, I want the Orange Bowl, whether it's Clemson or Miami. And I, think I would love right. Clemson. I think I would love to play Clemson.
0: I, 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 I would love to play Ohio State. We're not going to get a chance to. Just the way no. the, the way the playoff is all currently formatted, there's just no way that game will happen.
1: No, Notre Dame and Clemson would have to have a COVID cancellation.
0: Right, and that's just not going to happen. There's just no way. There's too much money on the line.
1: There's, These um, there's, are like locked in their own lockers at this well, point. Well, they're going to
0: lock them in lockers or they're going to fudge numbers. It doesn't matter. COVID's not <laughs>
1: gonna, <also> co- accurate. <laughs> COVID is
0: not going to stop somebody from playing in the playoff. Let's just go with, you know, which is an interesting thought that had never crossed my mind until this exact moment. What if somebody that's ahead of us in the playoff contention
1: does catch COVID for that
0: weekend? It doesn't matter. They're going to find a way to make that game happen.
1: Oh, well, yes and no, because there is a timeline. Again, we talked about the NFL playoffs. The one scenario I've seen, which is hilarious, and and it reminds me of the Big Ten moving all of the goalposts, and I would like to refer to our friends uh, about 90 miles west of here who just – They have made a profession out of moving goalposts. Uh If Iowa State somehow has a COVID issue and cannot play against OU, it (laughs) will be Texas. Texas will somehow backdoor themselves into the Big 12 Championship. And And win it. Just in the oddest thing ever, somehow manage to beat OU. Even though they're missing all of their captains because they all quit on their team. Oh. Um,
0: I like where your brain's going here.
1: So if for some reason those dipshits in Austin... Luck themselves into the championship game, win it, and Spencer Rattler just decides to not play football. Like he plays like I did in middle school, if he under center. Uh huh. Um, and the Sips somehow win the Big Twelve, which will be great for retaining Herman. I might oh, add. I know. Um, then you know what? I'll play Cotton Bowl. I'll go to the Cotton <laughs> I'll Bowl. I'll play the Cotton Bowl. I'd be okay with the <laughs> Cotton Bowl because I don't I don't want to play them again. But if that's how they decide it. I would love to show the country, and we can see it in recruiting, we would see it in scheduling, oh, be we can see huge. It literally just in optics of how the programs are run, considering just the shit show that the SIPs have put on with their coach hiring, not hiring, oops, we have to retain this guy. Right. Um, like, if, if you had to get stuck in a game to where you knew the data point would be really in your favor, I'm not advocating for playing the SIPs again, but man... If something weird happens and the Big 12 is really weird uh yeah give me the sips in the Cotton Bowl and I don't care what the line is I'll I'll bet double the line
0: nice I just, yeah, I think these are just two vastly different programs. But right But,
1: but again, I want to be in the Orange Bowl. I want to be in the Orange Bowl. I want to Bowl. be in the Orange Bowl. Too. I think it's great exposure because we haven't been in the Orange Bowl in a bajillion years. Right. Um, I, I think playing a, a what would the ACC would assume was a really good program, we would go in and just smash the snot out of them. Right. Just, hey, just smash them. Smash them.
0: I think at this point, you know, just as an Aggie, you know, I'm not going to sit here and expect things to follow our direction. They just don't. The universe seems to find a way to no, not want as, to do as, that.
1: As a still moderately battered Aggie,
0: as, as a moderate as a moderately battered Aggie, we know what the universe tends to do to us. That being said, I'm not going to hold my I'm not going to hold my Aggies to an expectation that they're going to make the playoff. I am ready to let myself be pleasantly surprised when they do.
1: Here's how I look at it. Again, while we play the games? We never know what's going to happen. As long as we take care of business at yes. Tennessee, and I mean like business. TCLB, bro. TCB, take care of business. Like smash them. If we're gonna if if we smash them and Northwestern plays Ohio State close, that's that's gonna be tough for them. Considering they already admitted that they talked about flipping us in the rankings, yeah. because of games played. So here all here's what it comes down to: beat the ever living, ever loving, fighting Texas Aggie, send them back to grade school hell out of Tennessee, Woo. and the rest of it's out of our hands. Uh, again, worst case scenario, bro. Orange ball. cotton or orange. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. So. So we'll see uh, what happens, man. I, it's gonna be exciting. Uh, just the most. I, and, and again, it played out how we hoped it would. We right. got the 11 a.m. slot. Exactly. So we play early and really put our stamp on it because there'll be a lot more people watching that game than I think people want to admit.
0: Did they haven't they announced what what network it's gonna be on yet?
1: Uh, I didn't see. I, I would guess it's. SEC, Network SEC or ESPN, everybody gets those channels. They ain't like the Longhorn Network, man. No. No, yeah, it's it's in every home, everywhere. If they want to watch it, they'll watch it. So, yeah. I, I'm excited for this weekend Me of too. football. I'm excited for this weekend of Premier League. Yes. Uh, but more so, I'm excited for college football. We, there's 24, 25 matches left in Premier League. There is one game left for A&M to put their, like, their final stamp postmark in the mail. Right, uh, you know, it's so you know. Hopefully, it's it's not Elvis style return to sender. Right. You know?
0: So hey, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher, Aggies, boys, go out there. It's gonna beat do, the all Tennessee. Beat the all Tennessee. Do what you do. That's all. it's all we ask for. And let the chips fall where they may. The
1: rest, the rest of it's out of your hands. Yep. We believe in y'all. So yeah. So gig them. Beat the out of Tennessee. Um, hope you guys are getting your Christmas shopping done. Yes. You are at the brink of getting stuff ordered and shipped. So I would remind you of that because I had to remind myself of that earlier this morning. Yeah. But, you know what, we'll be back next week. That's for damn sure. And I think we're going to be back same day, yeah? Let's let's stay till after the rankings?
0: The only, well, the rankings are going to be on Sunday.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, and, perfect. And, so we'll and, do it Monday night. And we'll just
0: do it Monday night. And the thing is, um, I'm not sure if I told you this. I have potential jury duty starting Friday. So, um. All right, so I'll be back on Monday. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I fully intend to be back. Um. I, I do want to run home for Christmas, um, so I think we may just end up having to leave Tuesday. Um, assuming I can get out of jury stuff,
1: if not, I'm just here. Well, there's no jury's test, right. so maybe we can do it Sunday after the rankings. Yeah, that's entirely possible, get, get too. Get it done and kick it out. Okay, so maybe we'll do that, and uh, I'll hit him up, and he doesn't know I'm going to hit him up because this is the of my head, but maybe we'll bring Jay Arnold on, and we'll talk a little bit about the rankings and yeah. how things fall. And so, uh, yeah. We'll so, see what happens. Yeah. Man, what an exciting week.
0: You know, it's, it's a good damn time to be an Aggie.
1: Again. And it's fun. Again, everybody everywhere has been talking about us. And again, like I said, unless you're Art Bryles or currently Ed Orgeron, all publicity is good. Or, or you're also the cleat of the, the shoe. Yeah. We're good. All right. Well, we're good. hell, dig them. them. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>